Okay, everybody, our conversations with the candidates continue. Tom Lydon here at a very steamy but beautiful <laughs> Westwood Public Library with Amanda Phillips. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Tom? I'm so happy that all three of you agreed to do this because I think it's a great way for the three of you to tell the voters who are going to go you know, to the polls on the 25th what you're all about so that there's a better understanding of what your vision is for the school committee, what your history is, and the best way to start is just to ask the natural question about what do you think people should know about you? Tell us about Amanda Phillips a little bit. Well, first, thanks for having us and thanks for putting this podcast series together. It's a great opportunity. So about me, I have lived in Westwood since 2008. I grew up right down the road in Needham. I have three kids in the Westwood schools, or one will be going into kindergarten in the fall, um, and I have two boys at the Hamlin. So I'm in it for the long haul. And, you know, when I initially ran back in 2020, it was because there weren't other people on the committee that had young children. And I felt like I could bring a different perspective. So that's why why I initially kind of jumped into this. Well, you also jumped into it the height of the storm. I mean, to be mm-hmm. added to a committee in 2020 must have been so surreal. And there have been so many things that have happened in the two and a half to three years since. What was your impression of what a school committee does before you got the gig? And how has that impression changed over the course of these last two and a half years? Oh gosh, it has changed so much and so quickly. So before I got the gig, I obviously I had attended a ton of meetings and and tried to get involved, but I didn't understand everything that went um, into being on the school committee behind the scenes, all of the subcommittees, all of the um, time and effort and just work that goes into keeping the committee going and um, keeping kind of the policies flowing and updated. So that was was one of the big things. And then of course, once I jumped into the school committee. I think I actually joined in May 2020. So it was like... So you spent a lot of time in your house. Right. I remember being on calls in my basement, these Zoom calls for school committee, and I was brand new. And, you know, we were making what really came down to life and death decisions. And mm. that was totally different from what I had expected and anticipated. But looking back now, I'm really proud of our district and what we were able to do. It wasn't perfect. I know it was so challenging for students, teachers, families, but compared to other districts, I do think that we fared quite well. And there's a ripple effect that stems from what we all experienced in 2020, 2021. How far are the kids behind? How do we make that adjustment? Based on your close proximity, What's your assessment of what's happened with our children and how much attention they need given what we all have experienced? Yeah, so it's interesting. That's a really good question. Um, In terms of the academics, I think, you know, Westwood fared quite well. The data shows that we had less learning loss than a lot of other districts. So we did quite well in that regard. And I think it's because we got students back really quite quickly. I know it didn't feel that way for parents, but we were the first district to get our highest need students back for extended school year in the summer. And then we very quickly got our um, high needs and younger students back uh, four days a week. Um, And then those students that were home had primarily synchronous learning. So there was a lot of learning happening during that time. And then, you know, in now what we would call our COVID recovery phase, we're still working. You know, we still have a lot of catching up to do. The district is committed to keeping class sizes small for the time being um, to focus on the COVID recovery effort. And I think we've we've made some progress with mental health as well. We've added adjustment counselors, we've added a psychologist, we've added a dean of students at the Thurston. Um, and 
all of those additions were in response to the pandemic. Okay. Wow. That's a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot. So now the two big things that have happened of late that I know, uh, the, do you call it a labor dispute? The contractual sure. negotiation, yeah. there was that. Yep. And then also finding a new superintendent. Yeah. So those are the two most prominent headlines that have been made in the last 12 months. So right. take me through that process, what you learned. The contract negotiations was a really challenging time, I think, for the district, for teachers, for students, for families. Um, and I did learn a lot about the budget process and how the town kind of operates. The silver lining for me that came out of that is how supported the district is by the town. The amount of collaboration that went on to try to get the the best possible outcome was really impressive from my perspective. Um, But it was really challenging. I I believe strongly that teachers should be paid more. I, you know, they just aren't paid enough and the demands um, keep going up. That being said, we're limited in terms of, you know, the pool of money that we have to work with. Um, I think it's like 85% of the district's um, budget goes to salaries, as it should, right? It's a people business. It should be salary based. But, you know, aside from increasing taxes, which nobody really wants to do, I shouldn't say nobody, I I know there are some people that are in favor of that, but that's really the only way to significantly increase teacher salaries. Hmm. And how about the search for the superintendent, which has come to a conclusion? Yeah, yeah. So that was a really interesting process. And I think the outcome's great. We got Tim Pivovar is, uh, he's got 12 years of experience as a superintendent. He was superintendent of the year last year. He seemed to really kind of know his stuff with regards to um, curriculum, operations, the budget, and how to move forward. That being said, the other two candidates that made it to the final um, the final selection process were phenomenal as well. I think there was a great pool. And the committee, I, I am so grateful to the search committee. It was parents, educators, my fellow uh, school committee members that spent a whole lot of time in, in vetting candidates. So I spoke with both Tom and Joanna about mm-hmm. the same topic I'm going to engage you in right now, which is you're part of a panel. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, yeah. you're, you're 20% sure. of a decision. Yeah. So what makes you a good addition to that panel and how do you work in a group effectively? Yeah. So I think the way the committee is working now, we've we work really well together. We don't always agree. We come from varied kind of backgrounds in terms of our professional experience, in terms of our political views, but I think we're all united in in really moving the district improvement plan forward. One of my strengths is being able to collaborate with people who have different views while also keeping the you know students and teachers at the forefront. So when I go into decisions, you know, it's not necessarily something that I a decision I would make as a a citizen, but as a school committee member, I have to put that hat on and just think about the students and the teachers and moving forward. You're a representative in many instances, well in essence, so you have to keep your listening ears open mm-hmm. and you have to understand what the community really wants and that's Mm -hmm. why this is a position that people vote for sure because they understand that they're putting people in a position that they're going to be represented by them your professional experience sure give us a little bit about that and how that applies to what you do on the school committee excellent okay so I've really dedicated my career to helping seniors and their families I have my master's degree in gerontology and I work for Hebrew senior life it's a local nonprofit so I work um, consulting with families to help them find the best senior living option. I have to listen, right? I'm a, a element of my job is sales. So in order to be successful in sales, you need to practice active listening. Um, so that has come in handy. And also being able to navigate really um, 
difficult or emotional situations is something that I do every day. And really just trying to bring empathy into my interactions with everybody, both professionally and personally, I think has really um, helped me on the committee. Nice. So first priority for the committee, once it's settled who's going to take these five seats, what are you going to prioritize at the first meeting saying, all right, everybody, this is what we need to accomplish over the next six 12 months. I think the priority needs to be getting our new district leadership up and running. And that's why I think that having someone experienced on the committee is is so important right now. Because in addition to Tim, we also have a new director of student services, uh, Sue Maselli. She's coming to us from Milton. So she oversees all of the um, special education services and health-related services. So we have a lean leadership team to start, and we have two new key players. So I really think the priority needs to be getting them up to speed so that they can hit the ground running and be successful and continue moving the district forward. Last topic is this. A lot of pressure, mm-hmm. I would guess, in this job because of the reputation that Westwood has sure. among the best school districts in the Commonwealth. Yep. So I'm sure you carry that pressure with you each and every day, mm-hmm. but how do you feel that pressure from the taxpayers and the parents? Is it always there that there is a high standard that every day you must live up to? It's interesting. I think it's, I don't know that I would call it a a pressure from the community. I think it's a shared value. Everybody I talk to says, I moved here for the schools. And I did too. You know, that's why I, I moved here before I had children. So I think it's more of a shared value. And I think that really works to our benefit. And gaining consensus. Like if you think about um, getting the new building project passed, the turnout for that was phenomenal. And it wasn't just young parents who were going to benefit. We had grandparents standing up at town meeting. It was so nice. They were they were in favor of the schools because they know how important it is to the success of the community. April 25th is the day that people will go to the polls. But between now and then, how do they learn more about you and your candidacy? So they could go to my website. It's Amanda, the number four, amanda4westwood.com. They could also check out my Facebook page, Amanda Phillips uh, School Committee. Or someone can always email me if they have specific questions, Amanda L. Phillips, the number three, at gmail.com. I appreciate some of your time here. All the best over the next couple of weeks. It's going to be a little hairy, a little busy. <laughs> But before you know it, uh, April 26th, we'll be here and we'll have a new committee set and in place. So good luck. Thank you so much for your time, Tom. No problem. That's Amanda Phillips, a candidate for school committee here in Westwood. You've been listening to the Westwood Living Podcast.